1: playing remotely uh
2: I kind of do I'm just gonna admit like I do miss the the, the the snappiness of being in person for sure but I don't miss the hour drive home at <laughs> 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 midnight I will say that I feel like I like, like, I like it more
1: uh, yeah sorry Matthew I feel like I like it more than I did in the past like yeah. When we before the pandemic and everything. And probably before we even started recording, like when we did Wrath of the Righteous over Roll20 because one of our buddies is in L.A. And we did some Jade like that, too. Uh, I definitely like it more now. It's probably because the technology is a little better.
2: Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think it's also uh, an acquired taste. You know, it's like mm. you need to do it for a while before you work out the kinks and then feel like you have something that works for you. Uh, and Right now, I think this works. I like... Finishing an episode, shutting everything down, and immediately being in my bed. (laughs) I I gotta say, I like that part. Yeah, Yeah, that's
3: nice. I like that we get to play.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, makes it more convenient to play, for sure. Makes it possible Uh, to play right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I had delusions of grandeur that we'd be able to play a non-recorded game once uh, since, uh, what, fucking March? And it uh, didn't happen. No, didn't really push it too hard because uh, <laughs> if there's an open day, we just tend to fill it up with <laughs> some content. <laughs> yeah.
0: I-, I will say though, I like it more. But the thing that is still difficult is if we have different energies and vibes in person. If we're like, if our wavelengths aren't lining up, and t- as far as timing goes. Like, visually, I can kind of get that. I get all these nonverbal cues that come across better in person. And, like, I can kind of lay back in the cut or talk more. Like, it's hard. Like, if everyone else in the group, uh, especially at SideQuest, is talking a lot. Like, i just like, w- when do I? You don't want to talk over <laughs> each other. So, it's just easier to kind of, like, find your lane sometimes in person. But, yeah, otherwise, I do enjoy playing remotely.
2: Yeah, I mean, I... I- I dig it. I think that there is something to be said especially for Delta Green to like be in person to feel that like tension in the environment and stuff like that. Obviously we break it up with a lot of humor, but uh I don't know. I've 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 generally liked this because I feel like the Delta Green it's kind of worked because you are alone in your own little space, you know what I mean? And you just yeah. you have the light of the computer on your face and not much else around. I think it sort of contributes to the tension rather than uh, ruining it.
4: Yeah. yeah, I get way more scared <laughs> sitting here in my apartment than I would <laughs> if I was with all you guys. Like, I'm alone. <laughs> right? I can't sit right. behind me. I'm, I'm terrified half the time. I mean, my favorite part <laughs> is when
2: you talk about the green screen behind you. You're just like... They, somebody could be walking right up behind you, and you wouldn't even
3: know. <laughs> I know. Don't say that. Grant could be sneaking into your apartment right now. He's, te- no. he's Grant is so uh, technologically sophisticated that what we could be watching now is a recording. And he could actually oh, see it. From earlier <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah. He, could totally be he knows how to up. work
2: the lighting. He knows right how to work did. the lighting. <laughs> I've actually set up
0: deep uh, fake technology for my face and a voice modulation as well. And uh, I'm actually Angel Yao.
5: Oh wow! Oh my
0: god! Yeah. So I wanted to plug a couple shows I have coming up. First up, on Zoom, one night only. I was going to say that god god We,
4: gonna gonna say, prayer thank prayer god god we got
2: someone, someone with talent to be <laughs> on the show tonight. Finally.
3: Yeah, we really appreciate we really appreciate your commitment to the show that you choose your deep fakes so well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, well, thank murdering
2: skid dead <laughs> and there he is dead in the now, corner frame i said now grant <laughs>
1: you still want me to chop his head and hands off <laughs> yeah joe were you expecting that all turn of events last week there was not a
2: single thing that i expected after my opening scene last week i did the opening scene and then I knew that I was kind of like roll, not rolling the dice. That's a bad uh, uh, phraseology. But I knew that like I had no idea where it was going to go from there because it was going to be based on you know second by second, minute by minute decisions that you guys made in the house. And I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but just the the complete dismemberment and burning of the house is so smart. I feel, and I just never saw that uh, as a clear option. Uh, I don't know why. So I'm glad you guys thought of it. Uh, but I don't know. I I think that, uh, and we said this, um, last week after we shut off, which is like, it's always a difficult thing, right? Bringing a character into the middle of a campaign or in this case, the middle of an operation. And, uh, we definitely had the option. I discussed it with Grant. I said, look, it's completely an option for you to take a night off and we'll wrap this thing up and, uh, it'll be quick. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's enticing to me because I can just finish this operation and I don't have to worry about that element of adding another character but I'll be honest when I say I think it's going to be more fun if we add a character I just flat out think it's going to be more fun and Grant was like no I'm all in here's three character concepts and I grabbed <laughs> one of those concepts and they and by the way I took the, the other two I was like keep those in the chamber like they will appear on Delta Green Uh, one of them is so amazing. I wish I could share with you. It's amazing. And so, uh, but this one, the park ranger, I was like, I can see this working perfectly. So I was like, let's use this. And, uh, and still had absolutely no idea where that was all going to go. And, and you guys tell me what you think, but, uh, I thought that was a
4: blast last (laughs) session. Yeah, it was great. And it was funny. We were talking off air about how hard it is. In it's in a game like Delta Green to be able to introduce a new character mid mission because everything's so secretive you cannot share what you're working on with anyone unless you know exactly who they are and that they're on your side. So right. that's what the, the, the whole thing is like. We're kind of struggling to find a way to kind of link our our stories together while this is all happening and have it be a believable you know way to do it. And that was it was and we ended up shooting it so. <laughs> I thought it was running through my head. I'm like, how
1: are we going to play this for real? Because we know Grant's... Character is. Yeah, we part know of this, he's supposed to don't. be
4: in our group, but so we, I was like, just throw him yeah. in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll figure it out.
3: <laughs> but also, like, short of a handler saying, like, we're sending somebody, like, there's we have no reason to trust anybody we meet. And that yeah. somebody showed up and pointed a rifle at us just after we watched our friend die and then dismembered his body and then burned a the house down while the, we're trying to exit the scene. Yeah. And shot <laughs> to Like,
5: I mean, it's, it's actually
0: a totally a reasonable to me. It's reasonable to me that without the FBI identification cover, that you would just straight up kill whoever showed up and just run. Like, what is to stop you from doing that? Like, if I'm amazed yeah. you could have gone even harder on it.
2: Yeah, but I think that there's what I banked on. I'll be honest: is your creative element. You as players, you guys are very talented players, very creative. It's so fun to run games for you. And to have to put you in a situation where your characters would be, I mean so clearly uh, in in you know opposed to this character to this new character, um, for lack of a better word and but knowing that you as players know you're trying to fit that character into the narrative, I sort of trusted you guys on the fly to like find a way to make it work, which I thought would be fun story. Uh, and if you didn't, it's okay. That's the thing. It's like this game. This is why I love it. If, if that crit, if you rolled high enough on that crit to permanently kill him, then like grants out. And to me, that's great radio and a great session and hilarious. And I'm sorry for all of Grant's work on Colby, which was so amazing, but, but, and, uh, to put it on another level in this game, we have done, uh, we've gone out of our way to go in depth into each character rather than letting it organically come out in the narrative in that situation it's even more amazing because we hear all of the story. And then oh, three minutes later, he's, <laughs> he's dead. <permanently> dead. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I, I feel like it all works so
3: well. And I'm, and I'm having a blast with it. Um, yeah, can you imagine cool. if we had, if he had, if he had died and we were just like, throw him in the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this Chris on the
3: his house.
2: You don't think that some people thought that was going to happen. Uh, they thought that would be the most amazing thing. I mean, I think it's, I think it's so funny. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, let's let's get back into it because... Yeah, there, there's so many questions right now. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things hanging out there. Uh, you guys haven't really resolved much of anything except that you did get out of that crime scene, which is a whole new crime scene that you created. And <laughs> for my money, I'm, I'm going to say for the moment that you're fine on that. I think you can be pretty confident that you have thoroughly destroyed that um, that crime scene. And you get out and get all the way down to Brighton Beach We talked about this Off air too Which was like It's so funny That you chose Brighton Beach I mentioned in the show That it is As far as you can get From upstate New York It is like Southeastern And not really Far east in Brooklyn But it's It's the southern tip Of Brooklyn uh, Looking out Over the Atlantic Ocean And you said that You know This guy This veterinarian Has mob ties And uh and uh, that is a, a heavily, heavily, that's an area that's heavily populated by Russians. It's a very, like, you get a lot of Russian food down there, uh, a lot of Rus- Russian storefronts and stuff like that. Uh, and, of course, there could be a veterinarian down there who's plugged in with the Russian mob and, uh, and does these favors for them. So Jordy knows him. Of course he does. Amazing. Well done, uh, Skid. You guys get there and through an amazing, uh, <laughs> the putting your guys' heads together. You slide that bullet out of Colby and give him a second chance. You still have a lot, a lot to deal with here. And, uh, and this is what I want to spend this episode doing is I want to know as he's recovering, he's unconscious at the moment. And I want to know sort of what you what's going through your heads, what you're thinking as, uh, you know, slowly but surely. We see uh, uh, Colby sweating on the table, but you know it's it's a fever that's just fighting the infection and it's going to be fine. Uh, with your 80% medicine, Doc, you know that this is a routine part of the body's healing process. He's fighting through it and he's going to be fine, but he's, he's turning back and forth. He's, he's mumbling to himself. He's, he's a little delirious. Yeah, what's he saying? Doc...
0: Duck. Gray duck. Duck. Mallard. Duck. Gray duck. That's a that's a treat for my Minnesotans listening. Instead of duck, duck, goose, they play duck, duck, gray duck. That's a very Minnesota thing. So he's reverting back to his childhood. He's just kind of delirious and babbling, whatever comes out. And there's
4: probably like dogs barking too, like this whole time. Yeah, they're in cages, like, so all it's over it's the apartment. <laughs> yeah. It was very distracting. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> This is why I have a bird. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, you guys actually have a, a moment of peace, a moment of quiet here. And you know what? Uh, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't feel it was right in the flow of what we were doing at the time. But you had a four-hour drive to talk. So, summarize for me, between the drive and now, like, what is the plan? What is the plan?
1: Um, but he he was out of the trunk for, you know, most of it, so we couldn't talk about the mission in front of him. Well, he was passed out, though. Was he passed oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah, he passed yeah, okay. out. That's what happened. He passed out, and you you knew, the doctor knew that
2: he's going to be in and out of consciousness through this whole ride, but that he would survive long enough. She had given him that that time, uh, but the bullet had to get pulled out or else he he would die of infection,
4: you know, probably within 18 to, to 24 hours. <laughs> well, Jordy has a hunch. He thinks that this guy, just, just from something, there was something in his delirious laugh that he had that told Jordy that was familiar to him that, like, maybe he's seen something of this other side. So he has a hunch about it. So he wants to, when... He's conscious again. He wants to pump him up with some sodium pentothal and find out what he knows of, of the occult. And either way, find out if he's going to turn us in or say anything under the effects of the sodium pentothal. And if he is, then we kill him. Yeah, and also, like,
1: he... The best-case scenario is for him to no longer exist... So we need to find out does he have a family? Does he have anyone? Because with that car left at the at the crime scene, I think they you know I don't know what they're going to be able to pull out of the wreckage um, of the fire, but if they don't find parts of his body, but they find two dismembered corpses, they still may be able to uh, sort of assume that he died in the fire. Yeah, so
2: uh, Skid, why don't you tell us real quick what the sodium pentothal is for anybody who doesn't know? Well, it's it's they call a truth serum, and so that is truth serum. So right, pentothil. right, yeah. Um, okay, so so you pump him full of this, and uh, uh, in his state, you you clear it with the doc. Doctor says it's going to be okay, and uh, what does he say, Grant? Just between
0: mumbling about Marjorie, his sweetheart his bowling team. Every once in a while, he'll say something strange like, three can keep a secret if one is dead. And that which is dead may never die. Just random phrases. Like, it's hard to pick it out. But he just says, gotta, gotta find the host, the host of the creature. Uh, my... My handler needs to know. I need to know.
5: Oh,
1: shoot him! <laughs> did he say handler? I think he did. Is he one of us? I'll put the bullet back in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Surgically reimplant the bullet.
0: Are you better at that? Oh, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> Come on. Oh, look what I just found on Sirenscape. Get out of here. Hold on.
5: <laughs> oh, no! Oh my, my God! My
2: dogs are hungry. Are hungry. Dogs are hungry. How long you be in my apartment?
4: <laughs> Call, calm down, <laughs> Sergey. I'm Leo. Sergey.
3: Uh, Sergey, <laughs> uh, can we ask you to uh, step out for a moment?
2: This is my uh, operating room. This is my bar- apartment. No, you cannot ask me to leave. I stay. I learn everything that's happening here. Sergey, dogs
1: eat anything. What? You heard me. So, do your mangy dogs eat anything? Of course, they they eat anything, yes. Baklava, I give them baklava. No, no. We have some things we need to dispose of. Oh. Oh, yes, well, there there are a few, yes,
2: they are that hungry. I will. Yes, I know of what you speak. They will not eat the doctor's clothes, though. Those, those will not, will not. You have to find another way to dispose
1: of them. It's all or nothing. No, uh, he just <laughs> <laughs> hands him the bag of s- <laughs> severed body parts and heads. Those dogs. And boy, he, he turns.
2: <laughs> he turns to Jordy, and he's like, "You, this is going to cost you. You understand?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. You right. know. You know." all right all right look no just tally no. knows tally knows I'm good for it okay so don't worry about it take care of it I'll get you on the back end he's okay you know and he
2: goes back uh, he's looking very intently at Jordi. these two have a past he goes back and uh, yeah he takes the body parts away so he's he, yeah so so Colby uh, is saying this stuff in, in a delirious state he says handler he says host this rings I mean this this has to ring true to you uh, especially you Jordy, somebody who has studied the occult who who would know of uh, and, and at least believe in some way of these supernatural happenings that this creature that stood in front of you in, in a dead man's body and said specifically that he was Faustus Cloud and that he had seen these others before uh in another body the word host rings true to you I you can just, make you can make the connection okay. i should say too that like it's babbling for now but that's because he's slowly
0: regaining consciousness he might be more ready to answer questions with the sodium pentothal as he gets awake so you guys can yeah. probably talk about it as he's getting there
4: okay has and, anybody
2: ever uh, sorry real quick has anybody ever had anesthesia and woke up talking and Realizing you didn't know what you were saying, no. To somebody, has that ever happened to you?
1: No, nah, I've never had anesthesia. I've that. had anesthesia, but
2: I've that hasn't happened to me. Th- that has happened to me. That- it's happened to me almost every time I've had anesthesia too. Anesthesia is messed up. I've had it a few times because I've had a few surgeries, and like <laughs> there is, it is nothing. Yep. It is nothing. It is not like sleeping. Yep. It is there is nothing. So like you're there, It's like time travel it is you're there you're under the lights they they you know put in the syringe they tell you to count or whatever you're looking around and, and you feel a little tingle and then you're literally like I, in my case i'm like having a conversation with someone and then you realize you're saying utter nonsense and that person uh in this case it was my mom or my wife like over the years they're just like Okay. Oh hey! Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll get you some ice chips. Like <laughs> you're just babbling. The concoma concoma has
1: like, no do, penis. do you have enough? What do you guys do dream you have of it?
0: Red hair in you to require extra anesthesia? Uh, <laughs> because redheads actually require like 1.5 times the amount. That's yeah. So nobody's
2: ever said it to me. It's ever been mentioned to me, and I've, in my, to my knowledge, never made it past 96 in the countdown from 100. So I think. I think it goes right through, and it's very effective. <laughs> so Joe, you just wake, wake meaning... up right
1: afterwards. It feels like you ju- you never lost any time.
2: Uh, yeah, no, yeah. you don't feel like uh, 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 like time pat. Like it you, is. It's so
4: hard to explain. It is instantaneous. It's literally like being teleported. Yeah, like it's you close your eyes Go out and, w- and you're up, and then you wake up yeah. again, and you're in a different place that's it's just, it is very, uh, very weird. I hate weird. that. I hate yeah, that weird.
2: idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I will say that I, I hate it less than an MRI, which you just had, because <laughs> those are brutal. But it, the, both of them are very disconcerting. Uh, you're very uncomfortable. It's yeah. rough. You and, should, you're, uh, uh, and you're nauseous for a while, and it takes a while to get your head back straight. Like, it's, it's rough. You should
0: mm-hmm. take... Uh, Care and comfort though Troy don't be too scared because anesthesiology is a very difficult field to get into it like crunches people out like it only takes the best of the best and like they get paid a ton like that's it's all dangerous. anesthesiologists that's do right, yeah. yeah they have to be perfect at their job they're like they're like fighter pilots of the world but not doing surgery
2: fun I fact feel, my feel uh, now. my dad uh, many 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 years ago had uh, a bout with esophageal cancer And at the time, there was a very, very new procedure where they could cut out a part of your esophagus and then reattach it and move your stomach and all this stuff. It was very new. It was very dangerous. They had to cut uh, open the front of your body and the back of your body to do this thing. And it was only like 10 years old when my dad had it done, but it was all successful and, and he made out fine. His anesthesiologist on the job was, I can't remember his name. But he was an offensive lineman on the 1972 Dolphins. (laughs) Oh, the undefeated Dolphins. Is that the undefeated team? Yeah. And my dad was like,
5: this is amazing!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he always tells that story. He's always like, my anesthesiologist was on the 1972 Dolphins.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My anesthesiologist was Mercury Morris? (laughs) <laughs> I can't remember
2: his name off the top of my head But I mean, it's it's hilarious That's The guy always had a passion for medicine And that's what he went into And I just think that so that's funny. so awesome I'm that's, so yeah. glad
0: that he did that All Mercury Morris does all year Is wait until someone loses And then calls every sports talk radio show In the nation And it's so obnoxious He's
4: the worst He's the biggest dick in sports <laughs> Fucking Mercury <Matthew> Morris <laughs> uh, Okay,
2: so he he starts to come to, and now you can see he's getting a little bit more coherent, but he's still under the effects of the of the sodium pentothal. What do you ask?
4: So Jordy, when he went when he's went when he went down, he started he went through his pockets and it's like takes out his ID and like, just going through all his pictures, like everything that he has, his credit cards, just like getting a trying to get a piece of them together his 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 identity. And is um, Mr. Erickson? Is it?
0: That's correct. Colby Holger Erickson. Where were you born, Mr. Erickson? Oh, the Twin Cities. I'm not sure which one, really. It's kind of a family talking point every Thanksgiving. Uh, But I like to call St. Paul my home. It's your birthday. Oh, that would be March 11th.
2: 1979. You mentioned, uh... Which makes him, by the way, 30. Okay. Yeah,
4: I'm three years older. Roger is. You mentioned a handler. What did you mean by a handler? Oh...
0: I shouldn't tell you about that. I can't trust... I can't... Tr- I can't- And he just starts breathing heavily again. Handler? Yeah. I was... I was on a case. I had to move. Across the country, but I do it... Because my work is very important. See? Very important. And then he says... It was after normal figure <laughs> that we knew at least as much to know oh it's been jumping from bodies for centuries and just as soon as you think you got it cornered it finds a way out again apparently it's the last scene upstate New York They gave me a cover of a new job at the park at J Mountain State Park. And it's making his heartbeat faster as he's talking all this and he can't keep any truth or keep any secrets anymore.
4: It's all right. It's all right. Calm down. Calm down, Colby. Do the words... Do the words Delta Green mean anything to you?
0: Oh... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... I'll tell you, though, I haven't even told Marjorie about that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, they found me. Oh, they found me. Oh, yeah, they sure did in Duluth. Right after, uh... Right after, uh... I found myself a few blocks away. Naked. Away from the water processing plant. I found something I shouldn't have, you see. Something evil and something very old. Oh they said that with my particular skill set and what I'd seen I'd best be used serving the cause that there are all sorts of things at the edges of what seems normal and what's good and right doesn't even matter there. There's no moral center compass up or down there. It just exists outside. We gotta stop it. We gotta stop it or else it'll turn everything upside down. (sighs)
4: So, Jordy is thinking these sons of bitches that they would send out another team or another agent investigating the same thing and not tell us but he knows that this is how they work, so he's like, alright. But he turns to the other two and he says, like Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say one thing.
2: These only you know these things are related. The Michael Way killings have no direct attachment to Oh yeah, okay. Marlene Bowman. Yeah, only yeah. you know this and no one, as far as I know. Told Eileen Parker that you were going to question Francis Way in Keene, New York. As far as I know, I from right. what I can remember. And I, nobody and I haven't mentioned told of that name yet either. That's true. All, all I'm saying is uh I appreciate where you're coming from, Skid, uh but I think that like there's another layer to it that's like maybe you're the only people that know these two cases are connected.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah, because we... Okay. So, he turns to the other two. He, he turns to Lyra and Roger. It's like, it's like we might have common cause.
1: Well, that's good. We won't have to kill him. But we just gotta let him know that he's dead.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. <laughs> hope his uh, sweetheart was an old memory and not a new one.
3: We, oh, wait, um, till he, wait till uh, he regains his senses. We probably should check in with our handler. Let her know that what happened to Riker and maybe there'd be some resource within the FBI she can help us with. I'm assuming this you, case.
2: Riker held the phone. I'm assuming you took the
1: phone before you.
3: Yeah, I said empty all his pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Take his um, yep.
1: yeah, we go. So you have with with the Kinoa. phone. we, we got to settle up with Kenora but Riker was our contact.
2: These fucking dogs are still barking. I love yeah. it. Can you <laughs> right. shut those dogs up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me priorities. What's first? Is it Delta Green Handler or is it settle up with Agent The Handler, because uh, it, the handler you might guys be able are to recommend. well into the night now. It's the sunrise
3: is coming. I mean, we should talk to talk to our handler, but then I'm without. I mean, we can probably say to Kenor that Riker was called away on another on, a, on another matter, another case, and we can. Whatever plan we're gonna put into effect with him we can just do on our own. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah, we just have to
1: he's gonna wonder why Riker isn't calling him.
4: Were you the, the handler?
1: handler? No no. no yeah, uh, yeah, Kenor. Oh okay. Yeah. Agent Kenor. <laughs> we just need we need a cover for why Riker isn't calling him. family emergency laryngitis
3: (laughs) maybe maybe. why not like family emergency he got you know something with his son he had to step off the case he was called off the case Uh, yeah he's gonna be taking a few he's taking some personal time to he's got a problem with his ex-wife and if he pries we just yeah explosive diarrhea and then be like
1: alright I don't need to know anything else (laughs) (laughs) sorry let's just just call it
2: the big D big D (laughs) is. Okay, so what's first, Handler or Agent Knorr? Handler. Handler. Yeah. Handler's first. What do you say to Eileen Parker?
1: I give her the code for Agent Down. The spaghetti okay. sauce was overcooked last night. Oh, no. Oh,
2: don't no, not the spaghetti sauce.
1: Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, but fuck. We took some meatballs to the beach. And fed them to the seagulls.
5: <laughs> <laughs> You're like reading it out of a book. You're like reading it out of a little book, right? <laughs> we took some meatballs to the beach and fed it to the seagulls.
3: Oh, he kept the pasta theme throughout the phrases. But Hold on. Um, I'm, is, is we took the meatballs to the beach and fed it to the seagulls code for what we did with Riker's Remains? Or is that code for something totally benign? I think
2: it's code for what you do with Riker's <laughs>
5: you <laughs> so got so specific. we okay, oh, have a code for that. Yeah. Oh,
1: so you're I was just saying it. you took Rekka's remains to Brighton Beach and <laughs> fed him to a
3: mob boss's dog. Fed to my boss's vet's dogs. Yeah, so uh, you're in a veterinarian's office.
1: Oh
2: my
3: god. Oh my god. Oh my any my any god.
0: outside meddling forces are going to need top tier code breakers to
3: crack that one.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: she's like, I understand. I understand completely.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. You're in Brighton <laughs> <Rotten> Beach, okay? <laughs> Tell Sergey he'll be paid well for his services.
3: All right. Well, remains. <laughs> <laughs> and then she you know, Sergey. Like, Tell Sergey I'll get him that five bucks when I get the right. chance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right <laughs> mm. Sorry,
4: you fed them to a pelican? No, a seagull Oh, Sergei uh, Okay, alright I'll tell, uh, right. tell right, Sergei He's got the money uh, Okay <laughs> so, you, so you call it in
2: With the code uh, And that is, that's amazing That's a Delta Green wide code For
0: uh, Every agent gets that. that,
2: Yes, if a Delta Green agent falls on an operation and you cut off their head, hands, and feet, and then feed them to dogs in Brighton Beach, (laughs) you are taking the meatballs to the beach to feed at the
1: seagulls. (laughs) Because the spaghetti sauce was overcooked.
4: (laughs) Because the spaghetti (laughs) sauce
2: (laughs) was was overcooked. (laughs) Uh, She... uh, I, I'll just move it along and say that she understands, and she uh, is. You can see there's she is there's no emotion whatsoever uh, regarding Riker Salas, and she, her instructions are very clear. Uh, that now your connect your best and strongest connection to the FBI is gone, so you need to cleanly close this case with the FBI. Give them the evidence they need, and then get out. Uh, before they have any uh, further chance to look into you and who you are.
3: Okay. Um, hmm. Who's going to be doing the call with Agent Canure? And what are we gonna? What
1: evidence are we gonna give him? The manifesto. Jordy's. Uh, were you gonna? Yeah. Write yeah. Write them. Do we have his I hard w- drive? Yeah, in the car. In the car, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to hand that over with the fake manifesto. Now, I yeah. have the Book of Many Wonders, but I feel like I'm either going to bring it back to DG or just destroy it.
3: Destroy it, right? Cause it yeah, has the we don't want
1: that it, yeah. tied up in anything. So,
2: uh, Point of order, you have a copy of the Book of Many Wonders.
1: That's right, a photocopy. Um, I wonder, though, if it's important to further research into... What actually happened to make sure sh- to ensure that it doesn't happen again i feel like it just needs to be handed over to higher ups yeah people above our pay grade um
2: uh, i will say based on what you were told you need to destroy any like you know everybody's pretty clear like not like figure out how how this equation works oh destroy it makes just destroy any evidence of the number that exists. Yeah. That,
1: that was your mission. Okay. Well, it, it contains the number, so um... you left it next to Riker's body.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Well, it burned up. I just burned up. <laughs> Shoved it down his neck hole. <laughs> I... <laughs> just
2: aggressively, really disrespectfully,
1: get in there in the into the chest cavity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so with that hand, if that if that's gone, you know we'll we'll do something. Make we want to make sure that that didn't like survive the fire. Um, we'll destroy that. If Jordy can write the manifesto, we hold we, on. You're
2: really gonna leave that copy in the house?
1: No, well, no, it's no, fine. No. I just no, want to no, make I'm sure we're gonna
2: destroy it on our own. Like I'll walk Sergei, down to the beach. Walk so you'll, you'll beach. yeah, you walk down to the beach and burn it on the
1: beach where yeah. you're watching it burn. Okay, and then. Uh, yeah, we call Canor and, and tell them we have the hard drive, uh, and we found some stuff on there that corroborates what we were thinking all along. This kid. Where's Agent Salas?
2: Agent Salas is uh, my contact. He's the lead of your team here. What's going on?
3: Uh, Agent Salas had an, uh, a family matter that he was called away urgently to deal with. Uh, it's a personal matter, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but mm. you're... Uh, he left us with all of his all of his all of his reports all of his materials we will be able to liaise with you effectively we apologize for the inconvenience
2: fantastic uh can you yes uh get those to billy gant and just uh we can finish this thing up we we want we really want to close this deal uh i know that there was some
3: talk of uh terrorist activity so where 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 do we stand with that that seems to be mistaken uh and the doctor will summarize basically like that you know that was an initial suspicion based on, uh, you know, some information we saw at the scene, but ultimately didn't pan out. The research pretty clearly points to acts of a random madman uh, and a so drug fiend, and he clearly had some this uh, psych- drug psych- fiend. drug fiend ram- ramblings. Did I? Did we? That was part of our plan, right? Yeah, that been- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. You have evidence to support this because you know I got to go to the press with this, so I just want to make sure. Uh, that uh the evidence is supporting this hypothesis look i 'm going to be honest with you. The guy did it. I know that we everybody knows the guy did it we 're not looking for a perpetrator here, but we 're looking for a reason and uh agent solace uh, and look i all due respect to his family whatever's happening with them but i there is a, a deep concern here that, that he planted a seed uh, that this this guy is a terrorist so uh, it has rippled out through the media and uh, i just need to be able to shut that down so you, you have the evidence i need to present to them to uh, make sure they know that this is a, a lone gunman
3: yeah we we found some writings from the killer uh Classic antisocial behavior, psychotic ramblings, uh, unmedicated, possible, you know, I don't want to make any speculations, but definite, you know, serious mental illness, uh, bore a grudge. Uh, We'll forward forward those along to Special Agent Gant as well, Uh, but they're clearly the ramblings of someone who is in a very, you know, it's unfortunate, really, because this all could have been prevented if only he'd been able to see uh, and receive proper care, Uh, but... Yeah, we'll forward this all along to Agent Kat.
2: Uh All right. I don't think you guys need any roles. I think it's pretty solid the way you've set it up uh, with him. I really don't think that he has any motivation to dig into, like, Riker Salas' personal needs to be away or whatever. So I, I think that's fine. Uh, you guys are good on that. Um, and then the way the evidence is laid out, uh, I think it's... You no, know, pretty clear, but they're going to need to see everything. So you're going to need to turn into Billy Gant, uh the hard drive, uh you know, a, a, any of the
1: evidence that uh, supports your hypothesis here. Do we need to go to the precinct again to uh look at the uh, we got the warrant for the security cameras to see how that weapon it's just a loose oh, end yeah. that I know it's not part of our mission, but I feel like it's an important loose end.
2: It is an important loose end because it's like, where did this uh, kid get a shotgun that you you know your evidence suggests is you know from a police station? Uh, you know, I, I think it goes. It, it would be pretty obvious to to any of you, uh, particularly Roger, that the and you know if during these conversations, uh, Grant's character is overhearing any of this, Kobe's overhearing any of this. Uh, so much of the evidence of what really... So, motive is a huge thing, but, like, one of the next huge things, if not more huge, is the murder weapon. And it's, how was it used, and why was it used, who owned it, and how did it come into their possession? And in this case, you know pretty much all of those details, except that there's just a missing link there. You know that it belonged to the NYPD. You don't know why it's in this kid's hands. There might be another party here involved, Uh, Of course, it's easier for you to close the case by suggesting there's no other party involved. But you've already kind of got a police shotgun involved in this thing. So I do think that that's something that might need to be closed up.
3: Dr. Westover is a little wary of going back to a police precinct after uh, last night's events on top of the, uh, shall we say, fireworks of our first precinct visit.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
3: Maybe Colby I, wants to go.
4: Yeah, show sure his loyalty. Yeah, but Colby doesn't have any ID other than... Yeah, yeah Colby, yeah, Colby I mean, you, you have an FBI warrant. You have an FBI
1: warrant. Yeah. I'll go back in there, held, held high, and see that cop we got in and fight, fight with. Be like, oh, look. Looks like the warrants came through. Tell your wife I said hi.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: go into the evidence room and look at it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As your wife a real asshole
1: about it, like people are going (laughs) to pull us apart.
2: Tell your wife I said wear the red heels tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, come on. (laughs) Guys.
0: We're going to a nice fancy restaurant downtown.
4: (laughs) I was thinking that since Colby is injured, I was thinking and we don't we don't have to role play this out. But Jordy would say like, you two, Lyra and Roger, go take care of the warrant and handing off the evidence, and and Jordy would take would take Colby to like a twenty four hour Russian bar, like one of those old men vodka bar clubs, and just sit him down and like let him catch his breath, and we can just like swap stories. He just wants to find out more about his experience with. The supernatural and Jordy would tell him what he knows and everything, just like sitting at, down over a drink.
2: Hmm. And uh, are you willing to do this, Grant? Absolutely. I think
0: he could use a drink uh, more than uh, anything to get over the uh, painkillers leaving his system. As he looks down at the raggedy Andy job that's been done to his shoulder, just like just like
3: suture points, like really uneven. Who said anything about uneven suture bullets? My suture <laughs> skills are I have an 80 medicine, sir. <laughs> I have an 80 medicine, sir. <laughs> I can put that bullet back in you right now.
2: Uh, oh, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay.
3: Does Jordy have to write the manifesto? No, he wrote it. He wrote, he wrote it yeah he, yeah,
2: yeah, he wrote I mean he could have wrote it. He could have written it in the four hours on 87 South coming down from upstate New York, you know what I mean, <laughs> and just like put you guys you just have to implant it in the hard drive, which you're able to do at the veterinarians. Uh, easy enough. Um, and implant then implant it in the hard drive with a suture and some <laughs> with, a, with a rough then, suture. You know, if you ask me, I think it's pretty amazing that Roger's the one who ends up back at the twenty fourth precinct. Yeah, he's got no friends there, uh, but he doesn't give a shit. Got the got the tapes. That's all I need. He's got the tapes. He's got the warrant he needs to get the tapes. No one's interested in talking to him. If he's interested in talking to uh, Marvin Herrera, a uh, police officer who was there, he can t- speak with him uh, with his lawyer present.
1: Or he can just view the tapes. What do you want to do? He comes in wearing sunglasses.
2: <laughs> oh, he, he took him off of Riker Solace's body Before yeah. he blew up the place They got, red <laughs> got on his, them That's they awesome look He's cool. got his,
4: his Oh my god awesome.
0: <laughs> They've been engraved on the inside of the left arm To say Solace Like yeah. <laughs> clearly if you took him off
1: uh, He uh, goes up to the front desk It's like Agent Klaus von Cliff Heard my warrant Got through like to see the tapes, please. Do you have a room here that I could watch them?
2: Lieutenant?
1: Person turns, calls back.
2: The lieutenant comes out, the same one you saw before. Sheepishly now. Gives you the tapes. Right this way. Takes you to a room.
1: Is he walking by? Maybe he sees that other cop? He sees
2: Marvin Herrera, yeah.
1: Gives him a look, but like, he has shades on, so he can't tell if he's really looking at him or not. He goes, Time's your shift end. You might want to stick around after I take a look at these tapes. He just keeps walking. So amazing! I can see it. It's like a
2: motion picture. It's I could just see the freaking (laughs) Fed walking through with the sunglasses and just like you might want to stick around while I watch these
3: tapes. (laughs) I just did a spit take all over myself. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I saw that. I mean, Troy crushed you. That he just crushed you. They got me.
1: <laughs> uh so go into the room I appreciate it it's it's town you pops you the go table. into the
2: you go into the room um not sure if you have this ready I'm not, I'm not sure where you're at in your uh in your Delta green prep why don't you open up a little roll 20.
1: oh I'm there Ooh. baby I oh was you already not there. expecting this <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you it's, it's I keep it open co- 24 hours a day just in case <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now, it's, it's not exactly what you expect. So, you. uh Starting to get physically nervous. Oh, God.
2: Gonna bring back up the desk scribblings, uh, oh. if you recall. Mm-hmm. Things that were found on the desk. Now, you found these things. You were there. You were there with Dr. Westover when these things were found. And so, you're, you put it. You put a certain importance on uh, on these pieces of evidence, because you were physically there. You remember these things. And it's so great that you're there as the tape starts rolling. It's black and white, multiple angles of the outside of the 24th Precinct. And uh, you're watching, you're looking closely, it's just you know, business as usual, except that they move all of these this weaponry out into the parking lot. You stack it up, around this one area because they're getting plumbing work done. You know about this. They're the guy downstairs had oh, told you. Right. So they're right. putting it in this one little cordoned-off area in the parking lot, and there you see, walking into the frame, Sergeant Marvin Martin Herrera. Marvin, I'm sorry, Marvin Herrera. And he's sitting down on a stool or standing up occasionally, walking back and forth, uh, uh, watching them. This is, you know... 8.50 in the morning. 8.50 a.m. October 12th. You're watching and you're watching. And because Roger Comstone has an 80 alertness, <laughs> you're looking at this video and from the multiple feeds you see in the distance across the street from the police station, a figure, a slim figure standing alone. Stock still Staring directly At Marvin Herrera You look for a few more minutes And there's no question in your mind That you're looking at Michael (laughs) Way And your blood runs cold He's standing there and standing there For 20 minutes you watch him Unmoving Standing Watching he's holding something in his hand it's a gym bag a black jet black gym bag it seems to appears to have no weight it's completely empty he's staring eyes unmoving all of a sudden you see there's no sound but you see on one of the cameras that's Michael Way nor Marvin Herrera is on there's a commotion Commotion, commotion, commotion. You look closely. You see that a police cruiser has pulled out of the parking lot of the twenty-six precinct and has struck a dog. Mm. It hits a dog, and the owner is walking the dog. You see the owner is starts flipping out, is in hysterics. Two police officers get out of the car that was coming up out through the driveway. You turn, you look at... Marvin Herrera, you see his head turn as he stands, looks at this and begins to walk over. In that instant, across the street, walks Michael Way, Mm. directly toward where Marvin Herrera was sitting. You see Marvin Herrera walks over. He comes into the other frame. He's talking to the officers. He's trying to console and calm down the person whose dog was just hit by a police cruiser. As Michael Way, standing straight up, calmly and without running at all, walks directly to the pile with a crowbar, pulls out a crowbar, cracks open a crate, pulls out a shotgun, <laughs> sticks it into a gym bag, closes the lid, it, slams down the thing and zips up the bag. Your eyes scan down at the time code on the video, and you see that it is 9.21 a.m. Your mind starts to... As you see all of the equations that were distributed on his desk, you see 10.12 August 12th. You see 9.21, 9.21 a.m., you see forty point seven nine six nine oh one negative seventy three point nine six eight one, and you know immediately that you're looking at the GPS coordinates of the twenty fourth precinct of the NYPD, and your blood runs cold. Run a roll a sanity check. Oh
1: my god! Oh. Alright. Is low better? I forget. Yes, low is better. 25 under 58. (laughs) Alright.
2: You shake it off, but you see that through a series of mathematical calculations based on the equation this kid was working off of, based off of these 16 numbers, he knew the exact date and time and GPS location that this guy was going to walk away from a seemingly random event from this cache of weapons this is crazy take the weapon walk away and you see within seven minutes Marvin Herrera return having no idea anyone was there
1: <laughs> so like I feel like we've done a good job of closing this case but they know about the weapon as well they know the weapon was traced to this precinct Now we know what happened. Now, they don't know about the desk scribblings, but they could watch these tapes and see him just standing there waiting. Picking it up. Could they? It stands to
2: reason that you are so highly trained and hyper-aware of such small, dangerous details that some people might miss it. Or you can feel like you need to destroy this evidence. Or you can feel like you simply use this evidence against Marvin Herrera. You know what I mean? There, there are different ways you can play it. But you have to decide quickly.
1: I would like to speak to Marvin Herrera.
2: Okay, so you... Boom, we, we fast forward to you speaking with Marvin Herrera. Only now... Let me just zero out this music. I need to do something else here. So uh, you can speak with Marvin Herrera, but now he's going to be represented uh, by his lawyer. Uh, not his lawyer, but the, the, the union lawyer. Union. So you're going to wait. Take like an hour for the lawyer to get there. Now that you're there and everything, you're going to wait about an hour?
1: Yeah. Actually, I'll go outside and I'll call uh, Lyra and Jordy.
2: Okay, so you you go outside, call Lyra and Jordy, uh, Jordy update them on this, and then come back into the interrogation room where you see uh, th- they're waiting for you. Uh, and it's uh, this uh, woman uh, who's his lawyer, and uh, Marvin Herrera is sitting next to her, and you walk into the room.
1: And p- but part of my call with Jordy and Lyra is to get their two cents on this explain okay,
2: yep, to them what yep. happens
3: and so you uh, guys weigh in before he goes into this interrogation is there any is there any evidence based on what Roger saw that the number is on those tapes just the time no. code yeah
2: yeah no 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 you see that I mean Roger was able to put together from what he had seen previously the circled and underlined numbers he made the connection 10.12 August 12th 921 921 am like you know it, it, uh, this is not
4: evidence anybody else is going to find I guess is yeah. the simplest way to put it when it's you said so 921 deep. I was looking at the at the scribblings and I saw that number circled and I, I lost my fucking mind <laughs>
2: dude isn't that fucking great
4: it's awesome and I'm glad Jordy isn't there because if he were that would be like I think he would be so tempted to dig deeper into this for his own reasons Don't even get me started. I'm really glad he's not there. I'm going to talk about this in the epilogue,
2: how this is all Roger this is happening to and not you, because it would be a whole different adventure. So, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Amazing.
0: I love this game so much. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucking great. Just the idea that two different characters, like, there would be differences in any other game we would play if a different character played something out, but not to this extent. This is amazing. Not to this extent. Not to this extent.
4: (laughs) so we'll talk we'll talk talk what do you guys suggest well i think Jordy thinks you might as well leave this evidence throw herrera under the bus because this just solidifies our case it doesn't really it doesn't hurt our case to know that this is where he got the gun from since they know that the gun was missing from here anyway so i i think it's fine that you share the video these the surveillance
3: tapes with the fbi I don't know a lot yeah, of There's nothing on the table. Like he's just standing there waiting, and when he sees an opportunity, he right, goes right. in. I mean, it's a little weird that he's prepared with a crowbar, and but still, he like he could have you know he could have been cased in the the precinct. So there's nothing. I don't think there's anything too weird about it. And quite honestly, like maybe Barrett this, was maybe, a dick. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So
4: let him go to let his wife go to Guantanamo. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's the name of the Cuban restaurant. I'm taking her tonight in <laughs> red-high
5: heels.
2: <laughs> okay, so you walk into the interrogation room. Uh, this woman stands up. She's got straight black hair uh, down to her shoulders. Uh, she stands up, holds out a hand. Hello, nice to meet you. My name is Janet Baginski.
1: Agent Klaus von Cliff.
2: Shakes your hand. I'm the attorney uh, for Sergeant Marvin Herrera, and uh, we'd be happy to answer your questions. We are here to cooperate fully with your investigation, and she starts uh, opening some paperwork. Just want to make it very clear uh, that, Officer Herrera admits to no wrongdoing, uh, and uh, we want to uh, uh, continue this uh, questioning and interrogation, as it were, uh, interview. Let's call it under the uh, clear assumption that he is not a suspect for murder, but wants to and is most interested in getting to the bottom of what happened uh, with the murder weapon in this investigation. It's a it's a horrible crime, and uh, my client is uh, his utmost priority is making sure that the. Uh, the guilty parties uh, are uh, convicted. May we sit? Ah, uh, yes, please have a
1: seat. He just he stares at him for a little while, takes his sunglasses off.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Such a freak! I love this. How long you been police, Herrera?
2: Uh, you can answer that he says 26 years
1: 26 years how many more until retirement
2: four I mean I could have retired last year but I uh, I didn't I wanted to stay on a little longer I needed to Uh, gotta finish putting my daughter through college but uh, four more years and I'm out you married still Uh, yeah yeah lucky enough right I mean around here Don't really last that long Hmm.
1: Maybe you should Retire early Go with your First instinct Uh,
2: He
4: looks to the lawyer
2: Um Sorry I I don't understand Is that a question?
1: No It's a suggestion Based on what? You seem like a Nice enough guy. Maybe a little hot-headed. Maybe you think you're too cool for school when a couple of FBI agents come in and get you a little hot and bothered. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're a man, just like me. <laughs>
0: so My insanely God. delusional.
5: <laughs>
1: this world's hard enough. Without heaven. The truth to destroy you. Because you see, Sergeant, on this tape, slaps the tape down. VHS. Is all the evidence we need to show that your gross negligence put a firearm in the hand of a killer.
3: Uh,
2: don't answer that. Don't speak to that. Sorry, what is the evidence? Could you? I'm sorry, we haven't seen the tapes. We haven't been given that opportunity yet. Could you describe uh, how exactly my client's negligence led to the murderer getting
1: the weapon? He slides the tape back towards himself.
4: (laughs) 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 Troy is holding his dice chest. You gotta see this. The dice tray is (laughs) the tape. (laughs) It's amazing.
1: Let's just say it's all here. Remember that dog that got hit by the cruiser? Remember? Lawyer your... looks at him. He looks back at the lawyer, nods. Yeah, yeah. They teach you in basic to turn your back on crates of weapons just because a uh, lassie got hit.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't. Don't answer that. He doesn't have an answer
1: because he already knows. You know what?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Troy broke character! Troy (laughs) broke character!
1: (laughs) At least your wife won't be alone in that cell.
5: (laughs) Oh oh, my god!
1: (laughs) Maybe next time, answer the FBI's questions. And he walks out.
2: Oh, that is amazing. Oh, that is I, I could totally have the lawyer being like, How dare you threaten his wife? Uh,
4: all right, so... I mean, there's obviously she a lot of knows his on. wife is dead to rights.
2: Okay, so let's review. You've updated Eileen Parker on the situation. She says close the case. You've given, given Aiden Knorr... Uh, you need to turn in your evidence. So who is turning that in? I guess that's what I'm doing. Okay, so... The doctor is turning that in. We don't need to role play it, but you turn it in to uh, Billy Gant. Yeah, uh, you guys split up and turn the evidence. You say, "Here's the hard drive. Here's all the information." Look, you know, and you tell uh, him what you've been, what you guys have been co- concocting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Comstone uh, returns to the group, and uh, you guys need to decide. If the FBI is going to press charges of negligence on this police officer,
1: is that going to happen? Why don't we just hand it over and let Knorr
3: decide. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll email. Ga- ha- we'll, we'll 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 put the uh, we'll drop the tape off at Gantz, too later on, when we pick up Roger. Oh, I guess we'd have to go get the tape, come back to Jersey, and then but whatever.
4: Yeah. Sergey yeah, Sergey has a VHS to digital uh recorder. Oh great. At his place so we can <laughs> we can tr- transfer Ooh. it to digital and email it. Perfect. Um can't believe we
2: pulled this off. I know. I really <laughs> I really can't. So so tell me what happens with Grant's character. So what what happens oh, with yeah. the recovering park ranger?
0: Yeah, Jordy. Um, you know, I uh, think I got in a little over my head there. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for taking me out for a couple brewskis, couple couple pops. Really did me well. Got my mind right.
4: You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Colby. You know, uh, you remind me. There's a character in a book I wrote called. The Galaxy Affair. It's a young guy, parks and wildlife official, girlfriend, finished fourth in his bowling league. Got <laughs> a little bit over his head with some supernatural stuff that he couldn't quite understand. It's funny that we're meeting this way, because that sounds like exactly what your life is.
0: It's very funny. Maybe I can get a copy sometime and write to you about it how I think about
4: it well it's out of print because it was incredibly boring but oh I think I can find I can rustle up a copy for you but
0: I would appreciate that
4: but I think that you you I think I think you have what it takes it's not easy it's not easy first time it can break people but I think that I like think you have something deep down that'll let you handle this Oh well,
0: yeah it was probably my mistake for you know ...shooting the gun at, at at your friend Lyra's feet. I, I shouldn't have done that. That was my mistake. I was just so, so worried, because, you know, if we make a mistake... ...the whole world, you know? And he kind of gets quiet again, like,
4: looks around the bar. It's you right. know,
1: the whole world.
4: I know. It weighs on you. And don't worry, nobody here speaks English. You're all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, nightmares, they only get worse. But at least don't feel bad for shooting at Lyra. Lots of people shoot at Lyra, so don't worry about it. Okay.
0: She does have that kind of face, if I'm honest.
4: I know, right? Yeah, it's just it's something about that, his eyes. You just want to take, yeah. uh... Yeah. Yeah. But she's okay, though, once you get to know her.
0: Well, you were telling me a little bit about, um... Faustich's just clouding. What what do you think the deal is there?
4: I don't know. He had some access to something. Some kind of knowledge that. I don't even want to think about it, to be honest.
0: All I know is that um Marlene's body uh showed no evidence. The uh Supernatural entity uh, seemed to have left her body. So, uh, I reckon that thing's still out there.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it might be. And we fade.
1: <laughs> I love that it ends in just a simple bar scene with the new guy yeah. It's, yeah. So,
2: exactly. it's so uh uh, uh true detective yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly we fade out and then fade in the epilogue you see scene opens up with uh, bright sunny day and we see whoo, 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 whoo. the wind is blowing and as our camera comes into focus we see it almost taking up the whole frame as a young boy blonde hair coming out from under a tight oversized baseball helmet sitting over the top of his head he stands on Dusty patch of dirt. This dust is blowing by him. He's super young. About four years old. He stands before a t-ball stand. You can see it's maximum Solace. He's not looking at the ball. He's looking at the stands. He sees his mom there. She's... She's waving excitedly but he doesn't see his father he was supposed to be here mommy says he's busy I guess he's just busy again he focuses once more on the ball and he gives it a cut but the ball merely dribbles away from the tee his heart wasn't in the swing something was missing his dad was a shitty teacher his dad didn't teach him how to play baseball. How to put out a level swing. He didn't buy, he didn't buy him good enough gear. <laughs> he was, Meanwhile, he has
1: an apartment filled with gear. <laughs> filled with gear. Poor kid was using a broom handle out there.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: we fade, fade out on that. We fade up. And the interior something we've already seen. John J. Hall. We see from the back a security guard is sitting at a desk, a phone held to his ear. We just see him from the back as the camera is slowly moving toward him. He's speaking into the phone. Yes, hi, um... Uh, I, I, uh... My name is Ralph Macchio. I am uh, a security guard at Columbia University. And... I would like to uh, make a formal uh, complaint about some officers, uh, some federal officers, uh, uh, of conduct unbecoming. Yes, I'll hold. (laughs) We come over his shoulder and we see on a pad, he's got the badge numbers and names, fake names, Mm. of the FBI agents involved in the case. We fade out. Fade up. We see... The grainy sort of like change from like an actual show to a tv broadcast like we're looking at a tv a tv broadcast and in the corner of the graphic is channel four eyewitness news (laughs) and on camera we see a handsome middle-aged reporter in a suit and tie his salt and pepper hair blowing in a dusty dry wind behind him a run-down house sits in the desert sand The lower third says Enrico Save And then beneath his name Colorado City, Arizona Sources tell Channel 4 That the terrorist behind the Alliance massacre Was not working alone It is possible that his indoctrination Began some 2500 miles away Here in Northern Arizona Behind me The home of a suspected cult leader Who became obsessed with turning Mathematical genius into blood chilling violence. <laughs> we then move from the broadcast to an act to the actual scene itself. As Enrico stands for a moment staring at the camera and then says, Are we good? And the cameraman says, Yeah, we're good. And he says, Fuck <laughs> When I get back to Newark. I'm going to straggle Chip to death
3: <laughs> And then I'm going to
2: fire him <laughs> Shit! <laughs> and we black out
3: Poor Chip Oh my god
2: We fade up <laughs> On a modest suburban house On a tree-lined street We fly in through the window to see a well-kept living room Small HDTV and a ceiling fan In the next room, we see a wood-trimmed study. Floor-to-ceiling bookshelves are packed with what we can already see are books on mathematics. One after another after another. We see a degree framed on the wall from the University of St. Andrews. It's a master's in mathematics awarded to Kelly Castleman. Hand down to a laptop on the desk. Oh, uh, no. We can see an Excel spreadsheet is open. Fourteen cells of nine-digit numbers are up on oh. the screen. She's on the listserv. Oh, no. The camera pans over the desk, and you see a mess of papers with hastily written equations all over them, and then we roll down to the floor and see, neatly lined up in a row... 14 pictures of high school students.
4: Oh no. Oh,
2: my god. Cut to an outdoor shot. Brilliant sunny day. Huge blue sky. And a brick public school building comes into view. The sign in the parking lot reads Brinkman High School. Billings, Montana. A lone figure walks through the parking lot along the row of cars. A thirty-something woman, dressed as if ready to teach class. She walks along the row of parked cars, carrying a heavy, black gym bag at her side. Oh my god. She approaches the front door of the building, and now, all of a sudden, we hear no sound. Everything goes into slow motion. As seemingly out of nowhere, two maintenance workers, men in thick blue overalls, step into her path, blocking her entrance to the door. Each one holds a hand out in front of them, gesturing for her to stop while their other hand is buried in the pocket of their uniform. Their expressions are intense. They warn her. She slowly bends and sets the heavy weight of the bag onto the concrete. A brief pause, and she begins to slowly unzip it. Again, we hear no sound, but it's clear the men are shouting at her. She reaches in and draws out a 12-gauge shotgun from the gym bag. (gasps) Everything slows to nearly a stop. The men are strained, clearly screaming at her to put down the weapon. Her face is completely devoid of expression. She raises the barrel, and her eyes slowly blink as she pulls the trigger. One man is starting to draw a concealed weapon as he is blown back by the shotgun blast. The other man is faster with his pistol, and it is out and firing. Multiple shots hit Kelly Castleman as she's knocked back and knocked back and knocked back until she drops the shotgun and collapses to the sidewalk. Fade out oh my God. The Delta Green agent Who took the shot Would survive and recover From his wounds But both would take Sanity damage That would change Their lives forever <laughs> Fade up And I promise This is the last one
3: It's like Lord of the Rings Jesus I know <laughs> And
2: I knew I was gonna Get that exact comment What about our bloods?
4: <laughs>
3: All of this matters
2: All of this matters <laughs> Outside of some sort of public plaza during the day. Rainy day, overcast. There's a misting rain in the air. The focus comes onto a large beige building with tall, reflective windows. In front of the building, water drips from a patina covered equestrian statue of King Albert I. We move inside the building and see a large seal in marble that's written in another language. The subtitle reads The Royal Library of Belgium (laughs) Amazing Oh no no. We float slowly down a dark Musty aisle Devoid of visitors and quite away from tourists and, and regular library Enthusiasts And we come slowly to a Stop in this Dark aisle The camera turns And we see a shelf of books That all look the same basically varying shades of brown and red. But then we zero in on one in the middle of the frame, its title still visible on its spine in a brilliant, clear, golden script despite its aging cover. Libli plurez admiratio. The subtitle reads, The Book of Many Wonders. Black. Oh, my God. End of season one of Delta Green. Oh, my God. uh, We did it. You guys did it. You did it. Holy. And we all (laughs) survived. We all (laughs) survived. Each and every one of us. Wait a second.
5: Uh, Oh, man.